Welcome to All Around the Console, where a bunch of guys talk Doctor Who. We are Bob, John, Sheps, Sucky, and Craig. Well, well remembered done, there, John. Well, well remembered. Well done. Yeah, to write our names down. Yeah, I didn't make. I made a point to not put Sheps last because everybody keeps forgetting about Sheps. Oh. Who? Who? Who are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Cliff. Cliff. Oh, Cliff. Cliff. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Now I know oh. who he's talking about. Oh yeah. And we it. we are going to be talking today about uh, Doctor Who Flux Episode Two. War of the Sun Tyrants? Or yeah, 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 yeah. War of the Sun... Chapter 2. That'll do, that'll do. Yeah. Sounds grand, Chapter 2. Talk it about Part it, two. lads. Go. Oh, fucking hell. Fucking hell. It was like... It was like all of the finales that have always... That have never been quite there. All the finales that never quite finished me off. Whereas this was like the best Doctor Who finale... Full one. ...ever. Full on, finished yeah. off, drained me of just everything it was just and, amazing and that's just episode two bob i know and that's what i mean that's it's just foreplay at this point oh my god it was just oh fucking awesome i tell you what i did love because i think this is quite good for for chatting there's basically like three plot threads weren't there you had your sort of action sontarans in the crime 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 you had a bit more which was just your bog standard awesome you had Dan, which was slightly more complicated, and then you had the fucking mental ta- planet time stuff going oh. on, mm. and it was three obvious threads, and I think they all are just just dying to be put around that console. They are just totally teasing you, aren't they? Because there are so yeah. many threads that were actually ep- started off in episode one, like Die and like Claire, and they were just ignored, yeah. which yeah. is great, and the story just went completely this you know the planet time and all that as well as like you had the the battle which was the fun stuff wasn't it really that was just cool to see the the sun tyrant battle but the story nicely shifting along <laughs> sidelined with planet time i mean you've yeah. got underlying got... sorry you got underlying as well is the tardis is falling apart yes. something's happening mm. to it all the way through each time it's getting worse and worse something yeah. is happening it's it's i thought the whole lot of it was epic from yeah, beginning epic to end. Is the word. Epic is and the... it felt like BBC had gone, we know like it, they've had the ratings down for so long, let's see what we can do. And instead of just pulling out, they've put more money in. The way it was constructed with that like looked like a battle scene like of war. Six episodes, whereas Beautiful. usually they get thirteen episodes yeah. with the money into six episodes. Yeah. And yeah. also I think Sucky said in the past, wasn't it as well, there's no filming locations abroad, so they've saved money there, haven't they? Yes. Um, yeah. So and, and every everything's cheap as fucking Liverpool. So, what about you, Craig? Go for it. Oh, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was amazing. It just completely blew me away. Um, it, it was just, it was just like, it was like Bob said, everything thrown into this. You know, you had the, the Sontarans were just stunning. It, it had everything yeah. we got through to do. The Sontarans were great. The battle sequence, Liverpool looked amazing. Yeah. When they had yeah. that, the, the, the Sontaran <laughs> the ship ramming in. Oh, it was just brilliant when it rammed into the spaceships. What a sucky talk. I'm just going to say, Liverpool looks great. Yes, it, it looks does. great when it's in the dark. Because <laughs> 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 like, it was set at night. Where, 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 where about do you live, Sucky? Which <laughs> shit all you live in? I live in miserable, miserable black country over here. All right, so, okay. Talking from so, a position of authority there. I love the I love the Sontaran spaceship above oh, Anfield God. as well. Yes. Yeah. In the street. Yeah. Just another little reference to Anfield. I, I, I yeah. don't mm. that. 
little bit. But it, it's picked things out where people around the world, knowing of England, they know of Liverpool, they know of Manchester, yeah. they know of London, yeah. they're more likely to know of these landmarks as well. Liverpool's, you know, if you don't understand the football element of it, you've got the music element of it, and they keep touching on little bits where everyone around the world will understand. You talk about Liverpool, America would love it. You talk about yeah. the Beatles, and had everything in, and it had proper Scouse people doing the big Scouse roar. Oh, I love that. Well. Yeah, but that was brilliant. Jackie you Carkill. Wouldn't have had that. <laughs> you were like, oh, oh, titles coming up. Jackie Carkill. <laughs> was it? It was Jackie Carkill. It was. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was it was yeah. Lady from Brookside, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Brookside. Brilliant. What Cliff Cliff just said about uh, highlighting aspects of Liverpool, which is great, because for the last two years they've done Sheffield, and Sheffield really is only known for, I think, the steel industry and yeah, maybe yeah. some other stuff. But and that's Cardiff about it as well. It's not as great. It's not as well yeah. known. Yeah. I mean, but at least at least with Liverpool, they've got all these icons uh, that the world. Know about like as she says, Anfield. The it's uh, like when you the, see the live abilities, the, 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 the drapes come down of Santa. It's just brilliant. That and even cool. That, that, one, that's, that one, that one panning of the of the Liverpool yeah. live bird was awesome. Oh, it's just awesome. Maybe mm. something from Star Star Wars. You know, when you kind of have the um, the Empire's flags going up. It's just yeah, it's just fantastic. yes, exactly. Yeah. My yeah. brother works at the docks in Liverpool. Does he really? I love he Liverpool does. docks. I love yeah. Liverpool. I don't know has he seen any Santorans? He hasn't mentioned it. If he has, I'm not sure it was actually a thing. I think it might be fiction. Okay. Oh, that's a shame. Well, they, the... filmed, they filmed all that during lockdown because when I oh. was on, my, on my birthday, if you remember, I went to Liverpool's look at some of the filming locations for it. And quite stupidly, when I was at the Liverpool Museum, I was asking about where they'd filmed so I could go and stand in the places because I'd been to quite a few of those locations when I was there. And the woman was like, well, obviously, we know they came in and we know they panned outside, etc. but we don't know where they filmed because it was locked down and none of us were here. At which point I kind of went, kind of, yeah. For location so, work, that's that's, that's makes loads yeah. of sense, doesn't it? Everywhere's yeah. dead. Yeah, well, it probably on, makes it easier for them to get yeah. around without yeah. hunters taking snapshots because we might have ruined it by people yeah. taking snapshots and putting on Twitter. We didn't get any of that. But there was all that, there was, a little, there was little bits. That's Not how as I much knew as that. I think you would have. No. You get the scene next week when the TARDIS is in the docks itself, and I think it's the bit where Dan might. Well, I thought it was Dan's first appearance in the TARDIS, but no, obviously not. Cause he's been there already. But that's that's there. Was, or at least it's in the it's in the kind of li promotional images for next week. I tell you, one person who has outshone everyone up to now, John Bishop. It's a phenomenal acting. He's just mm. such a comedic actor. It works so well. I, I mean, I'm, I really I gelled with it. it was I, don't want to, I don't want to put a kibosh on it, but his acting's not great. He's a little bit wooden. Yeah. But I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind It's more carry on. I like it. He has yeah, it's, a it's it's, element it's, of typical <laughs> British carry on feels. The fact they pulled out the frying pan or walk away. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like great. Shaun of the Dead. Do you know that what? It's typical yeah. England. We haven't got a gun. We can't pull out a gun and shoot an alien like in America. Yeah. We bring what? out a frying pan. But I love, I love, I love the way it was discovered though that it was some drunk guy from Birkenhead with a yeah. mallet yeah. <laughs> found out by knocking by accident, knocking it on the back of the head. I just love that explanation. Yeah. Birkenhead. Yeah. It's the first, the first time Birkenhead's ever been mentioned on Not Today. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's but cool. The, the, it also brought back vibes of an ice because yes. uh, we got yeah. this little bit where the doctor just pulls out a catapult. Yeah. And she just yes. knocks things Not right into the back of the probing bit. First shot as well. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, in, I just love that. In essence, right, this episode is just pure fun. Yes. All the way yeah. through. I would agree. Yes. All the beats are such epic beats. I mean, that Doctor's klaxon, even that klaxon sound where she, like, 
Oh, yeah. The guy to the yeah. church. Does the parlay. That yeah. was epic. Yeah. There's, there's was tons was of epic. epic moments. And there's some towns were typically weird, but... Oh, they were amazing. I Quite love the sun towns, yeah. They were, they were they were perfect. They were kind of like, I wasn't sure last week, and this week I love the fact you've oh, got, yeah. is it Jonathan Watson playing the command yes. clone? Yeah, yeah. And then you've got Dan Starkey playing like the grunt. And I think they both do it amazingly well. They look fucking ace. Yeah, they do. And they, they just look old school. And I just loved, there was two things I loved which were a harken back. In fact, three things that were harken back to, to Classic Q in that particular section. Did you not get a vibe of the war games? Yes. You know when the, yeah, you know, yes. said, I can't remember. I can't remember stuff. I can't I've remember. Got a, I've got a. I've got a question. I've got a thing I wrote down here, which was like, uh, were the baddies from a particular war being switched out for aliens? I thought that had been war games in my head. Yeah, and, it, it, and when they said I can't remember, you know, because that's that hazy memory from the yeah, people yeah. in the war games. Yeah. I was like, oh, there was, uh, there was um, the the bit where the bit where the doctor and um, the commander meet in the parlor. Oh, yeah, did you not get the vibe of? Um, of uh, the Suntown experiment, you know, when they're just filming in the mirrors over that sort of landscape. I got, uh, I got the, the I got the vibe of uh, the Master and David Tennant at the end uh, of time. But yeah. I thought this was so much better. Yeah. I don't oh like yeah, yeah, that definitely. Feeling. I thought it was ace, and just the way the kind of the she's laughing and he's like really cocky. I loved that parlay sequence. It was brilliant. It was there was there was another thing I loved as well. Links bringing back the fact yes. that Links in <laughs> yeah. the Time Warrior. Yeah, he yes. laid down a yeah, stupid love flag that. and he said, We laid down the flag ages ago. Yeah. Yeah. And they haven't forgotten. And they've come yeah. back to do it. That was amazing. Yeah. And then just to finish it off, when he went, and I just came here because I wanted to ride a horse. <laughs> and I that entrance like, scene when he comes in on it is just brilliant. Yeah. It was yeah. Just superb. Every bit about that. And yeah. while we've got this sometimes as a weekly baddie, we also had the overarching baddie of. Yeah. Yeah. So they were quite good and many a little bit camp looking. But yeah, they're oh, fine, fine. works yeah, perfect for Doctor Who. That's that. what's been missing. <laughs> yeah, but you you've got to think that Swarm's probably been locked away for millennia. Yeah. Right? And he just he wants to show off, and that's why he's walking around like a, a strutting cock, basically. He just goes, yeah. this is the way. I'm doing this and so on. So yeah, them paired together were really that was all. I joined by really passenger. Yeah, we don't, I don't know, it's, yeah. Oh, where it's come from or anything. It just appeared, yeah, didn't so it? so much mystery. Every yeah. single episode doesn't really wrap up completely to keep you hanging. It's, it's so much like Weeping Angels. We've still got them to come. Yeah. We've only seen them this is once it. with that lady, Claire. Yeah. The, the first bit, the, the bit that's been resolved this one was Suntarans. That's been resolved. So, uh, yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. I think obviously the overarching thing is Swarm. And what I yeah. loved was the fact that time is unruly and evil. Yeah. Unless, unless kept into check, it's such a massive sort of concept to put in the place that you have this planet. Have we never had a planet called Time no. before? Not that I remember, no. Because no. that is just fucking genius, having this planet called Time and these people keeping it all in sync as well. Yeah, well, you, you can also see that in some of the promotional material that they've been putting out as well. So if you see the Doctor Who logo, uh, when, it was when the first episode was shown, it was yes, yes. pristine, yeah, yeah. and then so on. When the second episode, just before oh, the second, yeah. it started to break up. It's getting distorted, isn't it? Yeah. And the third uh, one, it's even more distorted. There's like yeah. cracks or cobwebs or whatever it is. And that flux image, the rainbow thing that, that runs behind it, that's starting to split even yeah. further uh, towards the left of the screen instead of being right at the right-hand yeah. side of the screen. So they are, they have got it all planned is, out how they're going to be promoted. This, this stuff is going along. 
Is this time planet? Right, I've just got there's so many theories. Is this time planet maybe the beginning of where Doctor Who came from? Yeah, that's what that's what I'm is thinking. The kind of child? origins. Yeah, the, no, but I'm thinking timeless child, the kind timeless of like, child, her, sorry, or, yeah. her, her, her origins. And that she's part that, of this circle or whatever it is. And not only that, you've got the Claire character as well. Yeah. And she's met before. Yes. What about Claire? Could she be Clara? And now the reason I think of this is there's a few people think of this online as well because I've been on Reddit as well. She says, "Take the long way home." Yeah. Yeah. Clara oh, says, oh, "Take yeah, the long way what? around." Well, you see, yeah, you have to, you struggle, to be yeah. struggle to be able to. You can't change a person. And you don't know because she, the way she came back. Yeah. As well. The the thing I got with Claire. No, it's not. Now, the thing I got with Claire... I never liked is... Claire that much. <laughs> the thing I got with Claire is that she, she's met the Doctor in the past and somehow she has ended up in the future. Yeah, that's, that's why she's I got think. all these memories. I wouldn't yeah. be so reading too that's much why she... Yeah, I, th I think she's just somebody that the Doctor's met in the past yeah. and the Doctor has then transported her back to her own yeah, or yeah. to another time yeah. into the future. And that's how there's that little time loop of her yeah. recognising well, Her being in the past means the Weeping Angels would have sent her into the past because that's what yes. they do, don't they? They send yeah. her. So she's yeah. probably going to meet her next of which be the time where she met. That's episode that's four, isn't it? Thing going that's, on, yeah, episode four. From oh, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. spoilers. Oh, it's just, it's oh, just oh, out, the trailer's out. Everything's out. I've not seen it. Focus on this episode. I've not. The trailers come straight after, don't they? Yeah. But, oh, that's for episode three. It's yeah, let's not worry time. about it. It's just a trailer. Uh, but, uh, time. Yeah, right, but for me, the I, I think it's got to be the timeless child that's got to be. I think Definitely. that's the, the yeah. development, isn't it? Because they don't explain why they're taken there. They don't mm -hmm. explain who the beings are. The fact they've even called it Planet Time. The fact um, that he knows the doctor from before but she yeah. can't remember yeah. means it's definitely a previous doctor and they've been there before because they're obviously banned from there they weren't allowed yeah. um so it's this got that's it's the only thing Chibnall's, i can think of Chibnall's got one last season this is yeah. it and he's got that timeless child which people was pissed off on yeah. and some people thought it was great i thought it was a good idea it's an amazing like, oh, idea he yeah. wants to put a little bit more element on that i think well he can't I walk think. away from it unfinished no, because i no. remember reading an interview with him when he, he was very clear on his three-year plan that he serves like series one just keep it straight straightforward simple introduce the team breakaway yeah. which is exactly what it was Season two was going to be all about bringing in and changing, you know, the, 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 the kind of the Just mystery. The lining of the plot. Yeah. And the third one, he obviously he talks about this in season two, so he didn't say what was coming next. But you can see it's, it's got to be the development of all the seeds. Because Timeless Child was there in episode two of series one, wasn't it, when they were doing yeah. that race? And then yeah. it becomes it becomes a focus, the kind of mystery in the middle of season two. And I think it's going to be the big build up, and it's just beginning to unravel, but not doing it all at once. You need the okay. weakest, the baddies. I, I personally think the Timeless Child won't be addressed in this series. I think yeah. this will be just the flux and whatever the repercussions are from this thing that's happening. I think the Timeless Child will be addressed in the three specials. You know, so you'll have it all the next year. We'll just be the Timeless Child explaining what happened there. That might be my opinion. Go on, John, you, you had your hand raised up as well. I'm just going to change the subject from Timeless Child constantly and theorising because I was wanted to mention... Uh, Vinda and oh, Yaz yeah. and their team up, yeah. which was really good at the in, in the uh, yeah. in the temple. What is it? Temple of the Mori. Don't they Mori, look yeah. ace with their eyes? Kind of the, the makeup and the concept of them looking there at the end. They they looked really menacing. I thought, oh, you know, the kind of now? 
Uh, I was thinking Yaz, but obviously oh, right. they both got to have had it done. Uh, oh, right, when of they, course, yeah. But they literally, when they've just been, they're doing the countdown uh, and they've got Vin all the black makeup on the face. Vinda seems to be some sort of interesting character in that he's, he's been brought to this place. Yeah. But why? Why has he been brought there as well? I can understand maybe Yaz, because she's with the doctor and maybe it, they know it, how to get it. But Vinda is just some sort of low level engineer, observer on a, an we, outpost somewhere. They do sort of mention that he's done something bad or, or something wrong and therefore he's at this outpost to just spend the rest of his life there monitoring. He sort of quickly glances over it when he, on his second watch. They say that you was responsible for this and you was on this little outpost. So I think he's there to vindicate something of which he's done wrong in the past. And hopefully we're like to vindicate. Vindicate. And vindicate. 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 See, I'm getting good with words, like John. I was, do you know what? I was, no, you really going, not. No, no. <laughs> so I'm hoping going forward to get to explore his background I, to give I'm, an explanation why. He's the one I'm not that bothered about as a character yet. I'm just yeah, like, but you, he'll be that. He'll be that little gen. He'll be that yeah, one who sacrifices No, no, I'm, I'm saying, I, I'm saying like yet. I'm saying we yet. Don't, that's because we don't know him yet, do we? He's only yeah. had really tiny parts in all of it, really. Um, and he's just kind of, been kind of subtly married up with Yaz, hasn't he, by the kind of Yaz and her new friend. That's all we've yeah. really got on him. And we also got, uh, momentarily, the doctor saying, Dan, Dan, Dan. <laughs> Alan Partridge. Alan Partridge, <laughs> classic. You didn't hear me. Someone's done a thing on the internet where they've combined the two. And it's, yeah, it's I see it. And uh, the Tempura Offensive, which was classic. I thought it was funny. It was funny. There was a lot of funny laugh out loud stuff, in particular with Dan and uh, uh, Carvinista. Carvinista. Yeah. Oh. Carvinista. Like it's, just, it's just great that the way they've utilised certain dog uh, characteristics. I mean, he, he cocks his head at one stage. He, yeah. He uh, comes oh, out the of the water. Oh, the shaking of I love that bit, yeah. That was... And when he's going brilliant. down the tube, he kind of goes like, ooh, like that, rather than like a screen out. It's brilliant. What really do you think of the uh, Thanos click? Cliffhanger. Thanos? Oh, it's, so she's going to take him out of time. Yeah. Is that what she's going to yeah. do? Well, we don't know. It was it was because it was, it was, everyone everyone else has disappeared with the click or whatever, or, or with uh, him making them disappear from time or whatever it is. Was, I saw that as him destroying them, but well, I think there's something do different that he's going to do now. And I, I do like the idea of using a Thanos click to do it. Is, is that Thanos like Marvel? Like yes. Marvel, yeah. right? right. But right. It's, oh, it's also, yeah, yeah. the whole lot of it feels like a very much uh, Chibnall's Endgame. Feels yeah. like this is the. Big, but, but miles, miles, miles better, and not as black. Just miles better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know? What? Iron Man. Just Ironically, I was getting Paul Bethany vibes from uh, Swan. Paul Bethany. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's you call the? Um, uh, yeah, Vision. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, that's what I thought it was initially. I thought it was the guy that did their Vision. Mm -hmm. Um, the guy, the guy, the 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 robot repair, repair. Yeah. Oh, now that is the most classic Doctor Who Tom Baker sounding. Yes. Sort of robot-y voice I've ever heard in since then, since Tom Baker yeah. time. Invasion of time, it. isn't it? Almost. It reminds oh, me of that. I fucking loved it. I just was like, oh, this is just Tom Baker, Doctor Who voicey kind of era thing. The uh, the thing that with that robot, other people have highlighted the fact that it's also might be the Megara, which is from yes. Stones of Blood story. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They had floating robots in that. That's what it is. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> John's like, what? <laughs> Sorry, John. What? what? 
<laughs> and, and all the non sort of nerds are like, what are you talking about, you old nerds? Yeah. <laughs> we love it, though. We love the, it. The uh, sirens can't shoot for shit, though, can they? Eh? Oh, no, no yeah, when it's down the alleyway. Oh, although I have to say, the, the crashing of the Suntaran ship into the docks, fucking mm. epic. That was an amazing yeah. special effect. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, love it. They, they pulled out all stocks, BBC. They put yeah, a lot of money totally in. have. And they had some really good repetitive jokes for sometimes, like when uh, you know John's uh, Dan, sorry, is caught in the um, in the in the spaceship, and he does that. I'm looking for Pierre Ed, and then he turns around, and there's a whole army. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking for Pierre Ed, <laughs> yeah. and it, I just thought it was brilliant. That repetition is simple, but it just brought the humour in. There was there was a certain bit about where uh, John's going on about uh, the ship crashing into all the other ships, the Centauran ship. That was a great visual that you yeah. saw. Brilliant. Then people were piloting, so where's all the wreckage? Where's all this? But because it was a temporal, uh, they were all temporal ships. Tempura. They've just... Tempura. Yeah, yeah. Tempura. Yeah. They've, they've probably just vanished into time or just yeah. vanished away. They've never existed, whatever you'd like to say. While we're on this tempura, tempura t- time stuff, so this is how I have it in my head because I got lost a bit the first watch. I watched it a second time. So... The Tontaran snuck through yeah. the, the, the what they call the Lepari. Lepari, <clears throat> just that second before, which is cool. And they're fitting like time stuff to their spaceships so they can temporarily go through Earth or whatever. But the first little group have gone off to the Crimean War. Is yes, that, have, yes. have I read that yeah. right? Because they, yeah, yeah. they want to manipulate time, but that's where they yeah. start off. But that, but that yeah. has nothing to do with. The planet time and the swarm stuff. No, it's just its no. own. Right, not that cool. we know. It's just a, not that yeah, we know. Not that we know. Yeah. But it wasn't. I just thought, I'd, but, in case I missed something, that was all. But it was. You could say it could be something to do with the time thing, though, Bob, because just in case I did somehow manipulate something in the past, and this has repercussions of whatever's happening in the future, and that's why you've had all these things uh, suddenly change. Yeah. You never know. But it was. It, in fact, the intro. So. There was a bit, black and white bit, with a crooked house at the beginning. Yeah, in the doctor's mind, which was so that follows on from when the flux is coming to TARDIS, which we see in the cliffhanger, to her to her seeing the crooked house, and then they end up in the Crimean War. The crooked house. I don't know if we can read too much into that, but that was completely out of this kind of whole thing. What is the crooked oh. house all about? The black. Yeah, because it's house. not even connected. It's like a planet oh it's like it's like well, it's, it's freestanding it's floating isn't yeah. it if i'm not yeah. mistaken it's like out of time yeah it's locked. it wasn't the house that die went into is it because i no. looked and that's what i wondered but I, I couldn't see any of it it was just literally just there and it but was it, like it, but it's at that point of the flux the crooked house the doctor seen in black and white and then the back into this crimean war when you've got yeah. the, the suntarans and that was great the russians no it's suntarans and they've yeah. taken of russia and china it was just what a yeah epic beginning yeah again we've got doctor who has got it's got this episode is good because it's got so many things as everybody's already said already but also we've got yeah. the classic doctor who thing of a famous person it's yes. like mary mary seacole and it's highlight their actual role in in and uh, because that's not a well-known well, uh, well it's quite look, significant no. as well because of being mixed race person at yeah. the time some of them were easily glossed over in history pages like to well, whitewash well it. i think it's great it's for good kids to bring someone up the yeah, G- really good. The GCSE English yeah. lit stuff has a poem in it uh, about rewriting history and telling history from a Jamaican point of view that all GCSE kids have to do. And there is a paragraph on her in it. So I think it's a really nice way of bringing the kids in. In fact, I was reading it earlier on. I was going to bring it through because Matt was doing some private shooting. I saw it. It's like, this is literally 
what this story was about. Rewriting uh, history. I'd never heard of her before. So it was again I, most most of my knowledge comes from doc watching Doctor Who over the years. I'd never heard of her. Historic knowledge, anyway, it comes to whether it's right or wrong. And it was great, because again, that's what Doctor Who well, We've got the Charge of the Light Brigade. We've got the Light Brigade and everything, yeah. which is the famous battle in Crimean War, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And that battle scene, fucking hell. I never thought we'd see... I've never any, seen something any, like that. Not in, I mean, not in Doctor time. Who, but like, I, I never thought we'd see something so vast in scale um, in Doctor Who. It was just It was like watching BBC do Waterloo, wasn't it? Something like that. Or, uh, what, the um, Abba war track? Yeah, the Abba track. <laughs> 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 oh, like Tolstoy's War and Peace. It was like full on. They just threw yeah. money in and it worked. It looked really, really good. The battle mm. scenes and the, the CGI into it. Yeah, there's a couple of little dodgy bits, but there's nothing oh, yeah. to hell about. But there's, a of, there's a couple of more. For every dodgy bit, there's a great line in it. Yeah, so yeah. That's what, ex- that's what when, it was when always the, needed. When the doctor's doctor rambling is. away doing whatever she does and she says, are you expecting an answer to, you, to your oh, music? the musings, yeah. That's yep, totally yeah. accurate. Yeah. Put your hands <laughs> on your head and he goes to do it and then he doesn't care. <laughs> just do that. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, and there's, yeah, there's, there's other lines that I've written down that I can't find now. Um... But yeah, it's it's lots of good stuff. Your body shall suffer in our steps is a fantastic Yeah. Oh, the the Sontaran, every line I thought was just brilliant. And they had the comedy element, which they've kind of had in the new series a they lot. But managed they managed to yeah. balance it with them yeah, being yeah, both funny and tragic and also callous and evil. Yeah, Always exactly. When they killed off the people, the Sontaran. Yeah. Excuse yeah. Yeah, that's the scene I was expecting Dan to step up and just save him, but he died. It didn't happen. And the well, way he, yeah, he would have made it stupid if he would have saved him with a walk. And then there's the other shit where you sh- they actually shelved the Suntorans and the way that they have to live. And that's when the one that's been in the the, the hospital and yeah. then comes back. He's, he's considered a failure because he didn't die or yeah. didn't die in battle or whatever. Yeah. So even though he's got information, he's still executed. Yeah. Uh, this is a ruthless side of the Suntarans. The, the Suntarans, again, just were brilliant. Brilliantly played. Perfectly written. It kept the pompousness from the old style of Doctor Who. Yeah. They were, tried to they were, spin them off in any other way. Incredibly arrogant. Um, yeah. Kind of stupid, but not, not stupid as in laughable stupid. Just yeah. I think it was more arrogant. So yeah. the fact that they could go off altogether for seven and a half minutes, refueled for every 27 hours because they don't care about humans as in like they just think they're so pathetic they won't be found as well because they're behind this um comedian yeah. uh, they're know, hoisted they... on their own petards yeah, yeah completely yeah uh, we do but... get another cloister bell as well don't we yes and but i always i thought the way that it showed us the towers being pompous i, I tried and, to change know, the subject not having it sorry because they're pompous and bloodthirsty and stupid in the sense that they just want fighting it was a good reflection showing the english uh, general doing the exact same he yeah. knew that there was no way to beat them but he was just as pompous just as bloodthirsty and he un- he could understand with all what they've done in the battle there, there wasn't even any sontaran soldiers dead on the floor so it was what he was doing was i don't think that that uh, general was bloodthirsty i think he was genuinely uh, just arrogant yeah, he, he just thought he just thought that he could. He was, he was, yeah. he had his duty to do, and he was going to do it regardless yeah. of how fucking stupid it was. And it was yeah. good that he came and got help. Yeah, when it all had happened. And sometimes what oh, done that? 
exactly and that that's what put the humanity on him and i tell you what when the when the doctor gets told to piss off or whatever by him and mm. she does a little vulcan finger i'm gonna call it and knocks that guy out that yes was cool uh, little not seen that for a lot uh, yeah that, that was cool, cool. Yeah,ベニューション、ジャングルーイングレイ。ジャングルーイングレイ。ジャングルーイングレイ。ジャングルーイングレイ。ジャングルーイングレイ。ジャングルーイングレイ。ジャングルーイングレイ。ジャングル
you know, it's made, the program was actually made on Earth. But there's a lot of stuff yes, that does happen that. on Earth. <laughs> there's a lot of invasions, there's a lot of attack, there's a lot of stuff that happens over the, the last 50 odd years of Doctor Who centered on the planet Earth. So, what, why is that? Is it perhaps because time is being a, uh, the planet Earth is time and it's just been attracted to that place? Yeah. Don't think so. No, I think you've that's got very to, complex. Could be great. It'd be good though, I say. So it's very great. I think it'd be too hard and to write with uh, all the canon. Be, I think it'd be yeah, too it'd difficult be too to cross it over lots of different stories. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because so, it's what more I've, likely to begin the beginning of uh, Gal, 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 Galfrey. Galfrey. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Galfrey. 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 <laughs> no, I can't even say it properly. <laughs> <laughs> what John said. What were you saying, Bob? I was just going to say, I just, I, I love the fact that there's so much to sort of theorise about, but it, there's still a simple sort of mm. narrative and plot. And it's and, fun uh, as well. And it's fun and it's exciting. Yeah. And one's been put to bed and that sort of bit, like I said, initially about the times, the Suntaran bit was the fun and the awesome, just action. And mm. yeah, there was a bit more there, you know, with the characters and how they were, you know, representing themselves. But the the time bit, the swarm and, and all these bits, <sighs> the Victoria guy, all this sort of mystery still going on. But we've, we, we, from the pieces that were laid down in the first episode, Suntaran's done. But this now we're moving on into the next bit, and this is just so exciting because all the pieces were put into place in the finale of the first episode. You know, like I say, they're just getting put to bed as you go. Mm. And I know that it was because of COVID that they had to make a six-parter, but it's kind of like one of them fate things, isn't it? They probably wouldn't have done it like this. They'd have done the ten parts, you know, a single episode with a recurring arc theme or whatever, like normal. This has given us something that you know more budget. More time, more. Meaty. Oh my God! Just so I, thank, thank it you. Reminded COVID. me a little bit like uh, when it first started with uh, the bad wolf. Yes. That arc, yeah. And then it was but, a massive big reveal at the end. But this was this yeah. so much Clever. more detail. Yeah, so much more better. money put in. It feels like, like I said, BBC is a, a bit of a not a last attempt, but let's change things for the better. Yeah. Give him everything he wanted to do. Well, it was quite nice to see, just talking viewing fix for a second, that for the first time, I think in a while, that uh, part one was actually in the top 10, which I know it's, it's, it's always done well, but it's kind of slipped down the charts a little bit over the last, so it was actually back in the top 10 again, which was lovely to see. But yeah, just at the end of part two, I have no idea where it's going to go. I mean, I've seen the trailer, yeah. but I have no idea where it's taking us. Because at the end of part That's one, exciting. you kind of knew it was doing the, the Sontaran battle. But there's nothing even in the title for the next step is Once Upon Time. What, what's it going to be about? Is it going to be the panic time or is it going to go completely elsewhere? It's really open at the moment. What's, what's everybody's opinion on uh, Jodie's performance of the Doctor in this episode? Fantastic. Right. Absolutely okay. owning everything she does. Yeah. All, all of them were brilliant. Um, she, I mean, she resolutely is one yeah. of my favourite doctors now. Yeah, yeah. it was. Oh, she's class. She's class. It wasn't one where she was always on on the screen. No, but there was no. so much other character building as well. Which sometimes in the past, Doctor Who has been like, it's just about the Doctor and yeah. they, and his companions have just gone to one side, and you've not really got the story of them. But this one is very cleverly kept everyone working. 
Yeah. Had, we got rid of enough companions from last season to make it so that it was easy yeah. enough to manage, I think. Well, we've still we've still got three, haven't we? Because we've still got Dan and we, oh no, sorry, we've just got two, haven't we, Dan and yeah, so we've got rid of the well, first. Well, it's, yeah. it's more yeah. ensemble, and also that was great for the plot purposes as well because you had the yeah. Doctor in one, Dan in one, and yeah. Yaz in another. Yeah. It's like the old Terran Stick stuff, yeah. isn't it? And it, it he sort of put me in the thing. But what I love about so just on Jodie is her Doctor is, and she's always done this. It's not all about her. Yeah, it's team. about it's about the team. It's about bringing people in. You know, like when she used um, Mary Mary Seacole. You know, great. You know, use your strengths. You know, the observation, all that kind of thing. Not and even, even who are you? I'm your assistant. She yeah, becomes a sideline, doesn't she? But brings it all in. This, she just have the arrogance of uh, pomposity of previous doctors, and I think that's she, a really cool, unique thing about. She's not mentioned oh, fan once this season, has she? <laughs> Well, this is it. There's been things that have uh, sort of maybe grated on other people. What, her being uh, a female? About, uh, <laughs> they fucking are. Don't just, try to present yeah, yeah, okay. um, So they've they've gone for uh, any little thing that she does that isn't the norm. Yeah. Or not, that is the norm that other doctors have done. Yeah. And they've just gone, uh, you know, this doesn't look as good on this doctor, this character, the way that she's playing it. Now, for some reason, these last two, three episodes, she's just suddenly gone even further up a notch. But and that she can really, really highlight the dramatic bits it's, without anything else. It's annoying else. that her term is coming to an end now because she's yeah. proper got into swing of it now and we're getting into swing of it. And I think yeah. she's found a groove. She's, she's getting back into a stride. Yeah. She's getting into a stride of which wasn't on previous days. She's getting into them. I think that is absolutely the same with every single Doctor. And I think that's what really miffed me off at times in series one and two when everyone was slating her. You know, you look at David Tennant or Matt Smith in their first series and they were growing into it and they absolutely develop as a character. And that's exactly what Jodie's done. You know, season one, you know, she was a bit shaky at times, but I really enjoyed it. Season two, brilliant. Season three, she just knocks it out of the park. That you know scene what? where she's running around the TARDIS and she can't get in, and she's looking back at the Sontarans. And I thought, this, she's acting really brilliantly here. And then there'll be people criticizing oh, crappy yeah. little irrelevant things. Do, like, you know, do you know what? Um, I am genuinely, I've come full circle with the Jody Wick thing, obviously 11 now, when we were reviewing it, I didn't like it. Blah, blah, I've gone back and watched it, love it, love it. Series yeah. 12 is my, one of my favourites. This is definitely brilliant. becoming Season one of 12. my favourites. And I'm not ready. I've always been ready for the Doctor to regenerate and change. Always. Not not mm. in a bad way, just ready for a bit of well, fresh. Well, you see, I think, we're, I, I'm not I, ready. think it, I think it feels like for the other, other ones that they've had enough time to bed and now we're at a time we can see the change coming. Now it yeah. feels like the change is going to happen too early. I totally agree. And, I and said this last week. And do you know what I'm most gutted about? The fact that they're going back to Russell T. Davis. Yeah. Because of because it's come so far, they've changed. And then they're just going backwards. I, I'm, I'm not up. Like, I, I don't I like the RTD. It was all right. But they, they've come so far. And well, it's so amazing. I, again, I think we're at the situation where we're preempting what will happen. Yeah, I think it could be mint. Because oh, no, no, it, to, yeah. I, to be, be fair, Chibnall's still getting a, bra a bashing. Is it? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I've not still getting a bashing. I don't, oh, and yeah, yet, the last two episodes, if that hasn't changed your opinion on Chibnall and realised that it wasn't Chibnall's fault what was happening, it was the constrictions that he was under yeah, that was yeah. affecting him, then you're idiots. I mean, that's, I'm not. I'm not being negative. I'm just saying that's how I feel. You know, yeah, no, I understand. Good, that. Good, good, good to I, what you say about RTD, right? You after he left Doctor, he went and created some really, really good dramas. Yeah, that, and he had done before just, as well. And he's so he's moved on from Doctor, yeah, I think and so then too. he'll bring that experience 
right to it'd a new version of Doctor Who. It'd be interesting. Well, it, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a wait and see. It's more like I don't yeah. feel ready, and I've always felt ready yeah. for all of me. Yeah, everybody I, I, should yeah. everybody should look at it, the RTD return with open eyes. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah, no, no expectations. Not, yeah. The expectations is what ruins it for everybody. Oh, exactly. I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying for the first I'm, time. I'm not saying well. I'm just saying that we yeah. should we should. It does feel too soon, not only because we're only just getting to know this doctor and yeah. her mannerisms, and all this, but also maybe because, you know, time that she's actually had, the stories, etc. that this season would be shorter, even though the episodes are sometimes longer. We just don't seem to have that brevity of the different experiences and conflicts, Good. whatever she's had. Yeah. Do you actually exactly what you just said there, Craig, is they've got they've gone taken the story that they need to tell and yeah. they put it into an episode, whether it's yeah. short or long, yeah. to be able to tell that story, which yeah. is great. I like the fact that they're actually changing the length of the episode to be able to. Because one hour, it, it was that, that didn't feel even one second on on Sunday night there was any padding in the world of Sontarans. It was an hour long, and it could have been longer still. Yeah, yeah. Well, next week is fifty minutes. Is it? So, I don't, yeah. yeah. So it's gone down. Right. So, guys, we've been talking three quarters of an hour on this. So, I'd like to go around and ask you all just to, uh, your final thoughts. We'll start with Bob. Uh, I think, to be honest, I've covered everything I have to say. I just literally was, I was just so happy and proud and just couldn't wait to talk about this. And I'm just incredibly excited for next week and, the, and just all of it. You know, one thread down, we're on to the next one. I just think this is the best, uh, the best I've ever seen Doctor Who. Um, okay, Bob, I'm going to ask you for two words to describe your oh, your experience of episode two. I'm just blown away. Just blown well, away do. by blown yeah, away just fine. blown away. Just, it's just incredible. Shepsy Doodle, it's your turn. Uh, what's your last thoughts? Uh, really, 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 really enjoying it. The thing is with Chibnall is you think, um, what if he would have written these big stories in the previous seasons? Would people be more on board with him? It's a bit of a shame that they haven't come on board, some just people out there just nasty for the sake of nasty. Uh, the actual episode, if you're not enjoying this, this is pure British sci-fi yeah, fun. You want. Carry on laughs with dark elements. What's your, two, what's your two words? Jizz-tastic. Nice. That's one word with a hyphen, but we're gonna, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, Craig? Uh, I am... Um... I'm actually quite shocked that people are slight. I've deliberately avoided anything online to do with the kind of opinions of people because I didn't want that negativity that surrounded some of this era. But I'm actually, I'm actually quite surprised because I think, like Cliff said, this is amazing Doctor Who. How can you not love this? Uh, but for me, what I was really thrilled about was to see the what the Sontarans. You know, I've always loved the Sontarans, and I think they didn't take a baiting because I loved how Moffat did them, but they kind of became. They tipped the balance from scary to comedic uh, under uh, under Moffat for me, and they did it well. But I'm just glad to see it back up there. And there's some awesome moments in this, like when you know the, he arrives on on the on the horse and stuff. So for me, it was just that was what I loved about it. And to see Jodie acting out the part, really, of knocking it out. And there's some Tyron mentioning that uh, he'd only gone to uh, Sebastopol in the Crimean War because he wanted to ride a yeah. horse. Yeah, I just nice. thought it was excellent. Best line. Um, two two words, Craig. What how to summarise? I'm just going to go with bloodthirsty and I'm going to go with fun, which is that straightforward. So okay. it's the two elements of the story for me. Okay, Suki, last thoughts? It's such a great story. This great episode, this one. Uh, it brought out the best of Jodie. It brought another aspect to Yazzie's character where she got to do her own thing away from uh, the other people that were sort of uh, what overshadowing her. Yeah, what would the yeah, doctor I do? Yeah, I love that. Which yeah, also, that this is also yeah. highlights uh, Yazzie's mental issues that she had when she was growing up. 
So she's got this sort yeah. of little mantra thing on the bottom, on her, the on the palm of her hand, which is I th- great. I um, think what would the doctor do is essentially fake it till you make it. That's yeah. that's what the attitude she's going for. I thought I thought it was what would Terence Dix do? But there you go. Just just on the Yaz issue, something I forgot to mention last week, and I don't want to go into it too much necessarily because you know, we're going around the table. But in the first episode, when they escape at the very beginning from the kind of the flying things, uh, and they land in the tar. They land on a bed. They land on a trampoline. And then Is that trampoline? Trampoline. trampoline they land I thought it was a bed. A mattress. Well, then, then so, a mattress. mattress. I thought it was a mattress. All right, but what is the mattress doing there like that? In case, well, they, in case, they, in case they fall through into the trampoline. Right. Tardis would have put it there, I think. Right, okay. of, of a feeling they probably had this sort of thing happen to them before. They've decided they ain't going to yeah. land on a hard Tardis floor. There's a mattress. Oh, oh they've been proper burning uh, uh, in between episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm Which doing. I really hope they're not going to go down that line. Right, so, Suki, uh, final Suki. words and two words. Grand epic. Nice. Ooh. So, everybody, thank you very much. Uh, we will be back next week talking about it. But in the meantime, here's Suki and some other people doing some feedback. Roll VT. Hello, and welcome to the feedback section of our lovely podcast. And today, and again, as be, as before, we've got my two lovely, lovely, gorgeous, wonderful children. And we've got Lucky and we've got Ajin. And they're going to help me read out the podcast feedback that we've had. Um, so before we all start that, though, um, what did you actually think of the episode? Uh, so we'll have Ajin first. Um, I enjoyed the episode more than last week's episode. Uh I really liked the plot of the episode. I really liked the characters, and I really liked what was like when everyone separated, what Dan was doing, what Yaz was doing, and then I liked the cliffhanger as well for the second episode. Oh, that was a great cliffhanger, actually. How about you, Lucavia? Um, I think the second when I watched the second episode, I was really tired, so I was like a bit out of it. But I think I did prefer the first episode. But I did like this episode now I think about it because I liked how the plot like it developed itself. I liked how the storylines are separate, like how Arjun just said Dan and like Yaz were all different having different storylines. I it was really it was really engaging, I think, because I didn't actually think I I didn't really like look didn't I wasn't not interested, it was really good. It was very engaging. But I think when the plot when it ended, the cliffhanger, it just reminded me like um it reminded me like I was in the middle of a film, like and the film just ended like like it, like uh, intervention, intervention, intermission. Like it, like it just ended. I was like, where's the rest? But obviously it's like a six part, six part, it's six part si- series. Yeah, but I think it was good. Now I think I didn't really like. I liked. I think the storyline was developed, so it was really engaging and interesting. So with the cliffhanger, now back in the old days, they used to do stories, stories back in before class uh, knew who turned up. Uh, they used to do stories where they always used to have cliffhangers. I mean, this new who still does it in that there will be two-part stories yeah, where yeah. they end on a cliffhanger. But this will be the first time you'll be experiencing a story where I each. think each episode will be ended on a cliffhanger. Now, do you do you enjoy this? Would you like to get this sort of style of storytelling to carry on, or would you just like to go back to the episodic stories? So was that normal back in old who? Like back in yeah, you'd ha- you'd have a story that would last hours. Four to six episodes, or maybe sometimes two parter, uh, and usually at the end of uh, the the first three episodes, uh-huh. uh, there'd always be a cliffhanger, uh, one that make you try and come back each week. Mm. So, what do you think then, Ajin? Yeah, I, I think like the cliffhangers is like makes it more interesting and gets you excited for the next episode. 
So it'd be nice to have more of it. More of it. But the other thing as well that I wanted to, you know, you're of the generation where you binge watch whole yeah. shows, right? So you'd be watching, say, something on Netflix or yeah, one of the other streams, and yeah. all the episodes are available yeah. there. Now, this is something different that you guys probably no. aren't used to as much because... Mm. So, um, is, what, what sort of storyline, what sort of uh, watching, viewing experience would you have liked? Uh, a binge watch or as it's happening now as a, a weekly ongoing story I definitely prefer the weekly ongoing story I think it's it's nice to come back to an episode I like to wait for another episode to come out I think binge watching gets boring after a while I don't actually, I don't actually really binge watch my shows anyway but like, I don't like I don't like having it straight away but I think it's different because obviously since what was it um, 2005 yeah, yeah. Do we've, we've mainly like so like not made like one episode stories but I think that worked. And then I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's because, like, the past few, like... I don't know, because we have so... We, we stimulate so much with so much TV shows. You need to, like, try and... Having these cliffhangers work, getting people back in to come to the episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it says, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it do, I, I think it does, because, as, as, as I've said a number of times, I don't mind the binge-watching th- aspect of watching shows, but sometimes I prefer to watch... Uh, a weekly episode, yeah. and then you could you got a whole yeah. week to digest it and decide yeah, what's going to happen. And so this, true. I don't think this is what's happening with Flux, in that it's you, people are talking about it and not sh- not knowing what exactly is going on, and some storylines are being resolved, some storylines are just being developed uh, as an ongoing thing, and then will get resolved later on. Uh, but that's that's something that I wanted to ask you about binging or just mm. a weekly episode. So we'll start with the feedback section now. That's proper. Um, we shall we start with who we've got Arjun to do the first one. So this is a message from Gary Russell. I'm not sure. I've just watched a Chip or Doctor Who. This was an amazing episode. So much to enjoy. The only negative is the music overpowering the talking at times. 8.5 out of 10. Now, did you guys notice the music? Did this? Um, now he mentions it. Not really. But I wouldn't say I, as I was watching it, I noticed it. But I feel like if I watched it again, I probably would notice it. Yeah, in the past, I've noticed it in a, on a couple of occasions where the music is a bit too loud and you sometimes you just now hear What's the gone? dialogue properly. Yeah, and uh, so sometimes it is a bit, yeah, uh, a bit too much. Cheers, Gary. Uh, and next uh, piece of feedback is... It's from Zelda Griselda. Yeah, I'd like you to say these properly. No, I, think I, I can probably pronounce that in my head. Zelda Griselda. That's it, Griselda. 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 So I'm, so, I'm butchering your name, I'm so sorry. Um, what an epic story. Just watched it, can't put my thoughts together. It was an amazing from the beginning to the end. To the end. This planet time and the timeless child. Hmm... Swarm and Azori, Zori, I think Azura. her name is. I think her name is. They were so freaking powerful. The heck is there something they can't do? So glad. Carnavistara. Carvinista, Carvinista. I can't pronounce these. Was back. He and Dan were an awesome team. The Centaurans were as they should be. Scary, disgusting and powerful. Even ruthless. Will we watch it as it was so enjoyable and can't wait till next time? Cheers there, Zelda. Uh, so, what what do you think of the two big baddies? Then we've got I Swarm really, and Azura. Really like them. I think they're really good. Yeah, I really I like, really them, like well. them. They're I quite think, powerful. Yeah, yeah, I think they're quite diff- not diff- they're quite impactful villains. 
obviously because they've obviously been spread over how many episodes and most of them's like one episode but i think they're quite good they're, they're not good. too much not too little they kind of work with how the story is going okay and what about carbonist of the nudgeon oh, i i love him <laughs> your name margin sorry carry on <laughs> yeah that's a dog <laughs> Oh, oh so he made a big impression on you if you're asking me if that's a dog. I mean, I, I think I like how he works with Dan. I think it's funny. Yeah, I think it was it was it was nice to see him back again. Did you um, like the way he was act, acting like a proper dog, like cocking his head? Because a couple of people have pointed it out to me. He's like cocking his head to one side, and then there's also that bit where he, they came out of the river. And what did he do? He sh- shook his fur like uh, a dog. Oh, I didn't notice that actually. Did you notice that? Oh, I thought that was a great little touch there. Fantastic. All right, so let's go on to our next bit of feedback, and that's from... Kev Clancy. So he wrote, I thought it was the best episode of Jolie's era so far. Some answers, many questions yet to be answered. Last week's was confusing. The pieces are coming together bit by bit. Some tyrants brilliant. If the next four of this series are as good, I'm happy. Mm, yeah. Right, so... Centaurans. What do you think of the Centaurans? I really like them. I think they're quite good. Right, so what, what, what exactly is your uh, history with the Centaurans? Have you used to watch them uh, when they first came back into New Who? I don't think I've watched the pre... I haven't watched the old ones. I think no, it's the first time... What, was the it The Poison Sky? Yeah, that's what I mean, in New Who. Yeah, yeah you've only watched it. Probably watched those, yeah. Right, because they became like sort of comic characters, didn't they? Because he had Strax the butler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that, yeah. Right, so what about, what do you think of these ruthless Centaurans? I think I really like their characters. They seem really like, um, obviously, this, like, well, they don't know if the parents said it or Dan's parents, one of them said it, like, they, they look scary, but they're kind of stupid at the same time. I think that's a great, that's a great sort of villain person, like, the idiots, you know what I mean? But they're, they're good villains at the same yeah. time. Because I remember sense. you, from the last week's episode, you were saying that you liked the, the dialogue that they had. Oh, which I, was... really, I really liked. They were just funny, they were just, <laughs> just playing, it was like playful dialogue. Okay. Uh, so for a next bit of feedback, um, well, by the way, thank you, though. thank you very much there, Clev. Kev. Uh, next piece of feedback. Um, oh, okay. It's Maza Rage Sakura. So the flux so far, I'm enjoying it. Next week, the return of the Cybermen. What would Davros react? What would be what would be Dav- Davros's reaction to seeing Jody? Mm. Oh, as like as a woman. Po- possibly. Or maybe just the doctor just, the just doctor, turning yeah, up anyway. Yeah. I like that part. So like I've, where I've, she. She used, like, being a woman to trick the Centaurans. Oh, yeah, that was clever. Yeah, well, the Centaurans, they're a bit of a thick race. Yeah. Really. I mean, they're a bit of a warmongering race. Yeah. But they're also quite... Uh, they're Not clowns. They're, they're, the, the ones that are the actual troops, yeah. they're a bit thick. Yeah. As you, you, can, you see it in a couple of spot places yeah. in the, uh, the this episode Episodes. as well. So we've got. Uh, I forgot the Simons come back next week. A lot of yeah. the. A lot of the. the, the Main villains from Doctor Who coming in the series. Uh, well, they've they've uh, in the trailer this coming this week. They've had um, Cybermen show up, and they've also had that little clip of a Weeping Angel later yeah. on. So I mean, Weeping Angels have already been in the series so far, but they, we didn't know about the Cybermen. Mm. Right. So we got our next piece of feedback, and 
that is. is from Ian. So he said two decent episodes in a row. I'm well impressed. <laughs> like mm. no one likes the last few series. <laughs> well, yeah, I think the, it was the, like this series is decent and the past haven't been. Yes, there's been some... Uh, mixed reviews. Yeah, mixed reviews from the early series. This one seems to be going down a storm. Um, next feedback is from Paul Terence Carney. So, Paul, why did it sometimes all have to take their seven and a half minute break at the same time? Surely it would occur to them to work in shifts, so there always be would, so there would always be someone on guard. But like you said, they're probably just fake. So yeah. Well, yeah. This is this is one of the things I I, <laughs> I didn't understand, but we will. <laughs> but they probably wouldn't think anyone could find them for that the rock the rock. Oh, was it? Yes. So rock they probably was... thought like, oh, no one's gonna find that. It'll be much better if we like, more efficient do it at the same time. Then we can work together. It'd be fine. Seven minutes. You know what I mean? What they gonna, who's gonna what's gonna happen in seven minutes? A lot by looks of it. Yeah, obviously, yeah, but obviously not to them. <laughs> okay, uh, our next piece of feedback is from... Alan... Alan Evans. I loved how proud Dan's mum was Was that the Centaurans had, had invaded Liverpool first. <laughs> right on the nose, bit of Scouse humour right there, and Dan kept asking for directions to the pier head. Yes. <laughs> what did you think of Dan's parents? I liked his parents. They were very normal people. They were, like, to the point, you know what I mean? They weren't like, oh... They were like, you know, like they were like accepted the Suntarans have come. You know what I mean? They were like, oh my God, this happened. This well, I mean, like they invaded the whole place, so I think they just have to get used to it. Yeah, that's true. But they, they invaded the whole place in two days. Yeah. Oh, God. Right, from what, because uh, Dan's been missing for what? Two days. Two, two days, days, I think, yeah. 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 Right, so they invaded the whole place in two days. And uh, I like, there was a bit where um, they discovered how to uh, fight back. Yeah. And that was to hit the probit vent yeah. on the back. Right, yeah. so it was shared a, online. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny because that's something that was so happened. Yeah. Someone put like a, re- a Reddit thread or something, or put on put a post on Facebook and group. This is how you beat the Centaurans. That's all something that would actually happen. But what did you put the pier head? What what was the pier head? It's somebody, somebody, yeah, within the, the docks. Uh, yeah docks. I found that. Do you find that was a bit bizarre when Dan and then he got into the Centaurian base by himself, like. How at first? But then, what was it when he was on FaceTime to Jodie, and she literally said to him, "It's your responsibility to stop." Um, I don't know what she said, but um, stop. Find, I don't know what she said, asked him to do, but it was something like stop the the Centaurans or something. I'm not. You just met Dan two days ago. He's a human. Why would you put him in danger? I like, not Yeah, he's in danger anyway. But why would you? bestow some some sort of responsibility onto him. Like, he's capable of doing this stuff? I find that a bit bizarre. I don't think a doctor would say that to him. <laughs> I just feel like the doctor wouldn't usually say to him, put I, yourself... I, I have noticed the timeline. The, the doctor and Dan have only been, like, together for about less than 24 hours. And uh, she, as you said, she's putting a bit of responsibility on his shoulders. Like, you asked me, I, I don't know why she said that. I found it really bizarre that like, you've just met him and he shouldn't really be doing yeah, anything. Yeah, he seemed like he was ready to fight them all already. Yeah, so I mean, I was <laughs> like, yeah, I, no, I, that makes sense. Like, he probably wants to try and do something new. But he didn't But she knows better than asking someone she just met who doesn't know her, his capabilities to do this. Like, you know what I mean? Centaurs could kill him. He just seen people being shot. I feel yeah. like he's like when he started. Do you, didn't you see that on the video as well? I feel like when he started, there was, like, no develop- development for him. It was just he was in the TARDIS, that was it. Yeah. Mm, that's true. I, did, I, did, I like how he just came on, though, to be fair. Mm. Okay, we'll have our next bit of feedback now. Uh, but this is going to be an audio feedback, and this is from Mark Cockrum. 
the human palindrome and co-host of All of Time and Space podcast. Hi, this is Mark from the All of Time and Space podcast. Just thought I'd drop by and give you my thoughts on the War of the Sontarans. Before I get started, congratulations on your first episode. It was really good, really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to hearing more of what you guys have to say about this new series. But from my point of view, it was really exciting. I'm really enjoying this series so far. I think the the sheer scale of it is really impressive when you consider this is made at the height of the original lockdown. I can't get over just how epic everything looks. It's really impressive. Um, Mary Seacole was someone I didn't really know anything about before watching this, which I suppose is what Doctor Who's all about. It's getting you interested in finding out about these people from history that you didn't previously know about. So that was very interesting. I thought the actor playing it was really good. I thought the cast overall was excellent. I think this is the best Sontaran story since the series came back. They've really captured what makes them so enjoyable to watch. So you've got the sort of militaristic and warlike aspect to them, but also they are just incredibly stupid. I really enjoyed watching it all play out, the stuff in Sebastopol and then back in Liverpool. And although it was an hour long, I didn't feel like the time dragged at all. It just seemed to keep going and I was just drawn in by it really enjoyed it. Swarm and Azure are proving to be really effective villains. I think they are just suitably creepy and a little bit camp, which is very Doctor Who. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what their whole plan is. I'm still not entirely sure what's going on. And I'm hoping that Yaz and Vinda are going to be okay. So we've been left with yet another cliffhanger. This is great. This is perfect for me because I'm old enough to remember watching the old series this is the perfect mashup of all the things that are really great about the new series plus it's giving it that old series edge with having the cliffhangers in there to keep you wanting to come back the following week i'm really enjoying the serialized nature of it so that's enough from me back to you guys thank you very much for that mark uh, and next bit of uh, written feedback we have is from danielle I'm thinking the temple might be on Earth in the tunnels. When you think about it, a planet called Time is also almost as dumb as one called Earth. <laughs> what? Mm, I don't know. There's what? a planet called Time, which is, we're what? living on a planet called, called Earth. Earth. Right, yeah, I can understand that. Um, and next bit of feedback is from... Lynn Ryan. Personally, I think we have found Yaz's love interest. What's his name again? His name's Vinda. Vinda. Oh, yeah. So you think that people are trying to ship Yaz and Vinda? To be fair, did you see the way Vinda looked at her the second she walked in? But oh. the the way he looked at it, he had his hand on his gun, right, ready to blast her and just then, in case she was an enemy. Yeah, then he's like, oh, no, she's good looking, I'm not going to shoot her. Right, which leads us on to our next bit of feedback. From Morgan Lee. My main takeaway, Centaurans are terrible shots. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, which is which is true, really? I mean, during the war, they weren't, but. Um, yeah. But then that's um, that, they were right close to people, I guess. But I don't know, maybe because. Well, during the war, if you got a blanket full of blanket yeah, you're gonna shoot soldiers anyone? coming right at you. You're gonna shoot someone. Right, you're gonna shoot somebody, but then in the street, maybe you, you won't. Then yeah. actually, you know, to be fair, when Dan was in the street and the Centaurans were shooting at him, there's like what twenty Centaurans and one Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. In it was the a bit, yeah, it's a bit weird. 
Um, we're going to also now uh, hear from... Jonathan... Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan Duncalf. I'm intrigued to find out Williamson's part in this story. I've had a... F- I have a feeling he may turn up in every episode and we'll only find out at the very end. Do you know who Williamson's is? That's the guy from 8020, yeah. Yeah. The guy. And you saw him wandering around the temple. Oh, yeah. Right, and for that little one scene with Yaz. So that's a bit strange seeing him there. Yeah, so normal as well. Yeah, so do you think Earth is a planet called Time, or has he got like a portal that leads to the planet called Time? That's why he's building the tunnels. Oh, yeah. It's just strange that he suddenly appeared on this this other planet that apparently doesn't exist. Right, we've got some more audio feedback, and this is from Science Pierce, and he's just going to put this... Well, just put this in here. War of the Centaurans. It was a very, very interesting episode. I mean, right from the start, what is the Doctor seeing in her head? What's invading her thoughts? That creepy old haunted house. Yeah, there's a reason that's there. There's got to be more to that, that I'm sure we'll find out as the... Uh, series moves on but it's very very creepy right from the start uh some of the story threads uh from the first episode were carried on here in more of the sontarans whereas others were just left completely untouched and i imagine they will be picked up next week um but we'll find out but yeah we still still a lot of questions to be answered <clears throat> I love that Mary Seacole was in this. I, I love it when any other historical episodes happen or his, historical characters come into things. Um, and the fact, you know, Mary Seacole um, and the Crimean War was in this. It's just a, a historical um, fact we've never seen before in any um, series or Who stories. So it's just something fresh and new. And it was actually the perfect setting for a Sontaran war. There's plenty of others that could have been used, but most of them have been used before, right? The Second World War, that's been done many times. Why not pick something that hasn't been um, shown before? And the Crimean War was just perfect. And it felt very much like a third Doctor story, um, the the Time Warrior. Um, and the fact that Commander Lynx was mentioned, sort of nodding back to that, was just brilliant writing by Chibnall, I felt. Um, you know, I have to laugh, laugh with uh, Dan Starkey. He's playing a different Sontaran this time, but he's still Strax. <laughs> His mannerisms, his um, the way he plays the Sontarans, you can only ever see Strax now, no, no matter what Sontaran he plays. He's just such a funny guy. Um, it, it's a shame he got executed, but uh, there you go. Vinda, uh, we saw, you know, we learned more about Vinda without learning much about him at all. But we got to see him more in this episode. And... His uniform, looking closely at that, it reminds me of the the outfit that Gat wore in series 12, the division operative that was arrested the Doctor. 
And that makes me think, is Vinder part, or was Vinder part of the division? It was mentioned that he was disgraced and rejected. So did they kick him out for some reason? You know, it's... uh, there's more to Vinda than we're ever going to know, I think, um, at this point anyway. I'm sure we'll find out towards the end. But uh, it's very intriguing that he's got an outfit very, very similar um, to the previous division operative, Gat. And that, yeah, just raises more questions. The cliffhanger at the end was kind of spoilt by the trailer that followed it. So we we know Yaz is going to survive, even though we're supposed to think she's in life-threatening trouble by the swarm on the planet time that doesn't exist. Um, I mean, what that what's that all about? Who knows? But we'll find out. And. Um, Jodie really comes into her own in this episode. At the end of the day, if you struggle to believe in her as the Doctor any time before now, you surely cannot deny it after a war of the Sontarans. She was the epitome of the Doctor. And she she was brilliant. The episode, 8 out of 10. Fantastic. Uh, thank you there for that there, Symes. Uh, we've got our next bit of uh, written feedback, and this is from... Um, I, the console. This is from Angsty, who is otherwise known as Lindsay, which is at my uh, Check This Out podcast. Oh, I uh, looking at the, the reply. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it. Liverpoolian. 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 Families and walks are as weapons excellent. Centaurans generally fabulous. Colonial, colonial, colonial army officers mostly incompetent idiots. Mary Seacomb, Seacomb, yeah, awesome. Freaky, freaking, freaky, freaky, gem-headed bad guys. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Love the pacing and can't wait for more. Yeah, the pacing was good actually. Okay, there's a couple of things there that Lindsay's brought up that I want to ask. Have we got a walk? Yes, we have. We, we have got a walk. Great. So we'll keep. We'll have to have a keep. We'll make sure that's put to one side as a weapon. Uh, Colonial army officers, uh, who's the uh, the one the general that was in charge, such an idiot. <laughs> Do you think? Um, he was a very proud person. He was a bit, I think he was a very proud person. Like, he just thought, oh, who is this woman coming in? Who is she doing this and this? But I guess that, make, that makes sense. Why would he think some woman who's he thinks is a nurse telling him how to do strate- strategic, like, um, war stuff? Yeah. So it makes sense. Obviously, he was an idiot. He did play dead in the field. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a bit um, conniving. All right, so, Arjun, what do you think of uh, Mary Seacombe? Um, I liked her. She was quite a good addition to the episode. Um, she was very like smart and everything with um, with what she knew, and then she was helping the doctor as well. Have you heard of her before? I haven't. I feel like I haven't really, but like she, she, um, she, uh, what's it called? She, what's it called? You heard? I've heard of it, but I didn't know who she was exactly. Heard of it? 
Her, sorry. Her. Do apologize. Right, heard of her. Right, but if you want to do do want to know more about her, there was a podcast that was released earlier this week. Uh-huh. Uh, last week, I should say. Uh-huh. Right, just before the the episode aired, and that's from the Dead to Me podcast, BBC One, uh-huh. and they did a whole episode on the real life story of Mary Seacombe. Uh-huh. So if you w- wish to uh, check that out, that's very good, mm. funny, and sometimes a bit rude. So if you, make sure your kids aren't listening to it first. Um, now we've got our other co-host from uh, Check This Out podcast, and that's uh, Vintage Nineteen Eighty Three, known as Andrea. And she wrote, the two, the last two weeks have reinvigorated my love of Doctor Who. Strong story, mystery, educational, and with a message without battering you over the head with it. Humour and lighter moments, not as well done since RTD. Can you tell I liked it yet? Bonus for best, use of a walk in sci-fi. Yeah, I think it was very, it reminded me of David Tennant sort of thing, like um, something that they would do back, like something stupid like that. Something like so normal, and they'd like make into something funny in the show. Cheers for that, guys, from uh, Trek This Out podcast, uh, both Andrea and Lindsay. Um, and now we go on to... Brendan. 8 out of 10, could be a 9, depending on how the seasons pan out. The WWTDD breaks my heart because Jazz hasn't forgotten her unhappier past. Jodie was electric. Dan is funny without it being distracting. The new Centaurans look amazing and characterization spot on. Yes. Carry on. <laughs> Sarah Powell is amazing as Mary C. Cole. C. Cole? C. Cole? C. Cole. No, because she's someone spelled it differently before. Yeah, carry on. She gets to be properly part of the adventure and her line about not waiting for your calling made my heart sing. The doctor running off as soon as the TARDIS can fly gives me Troughton vibes. That second doctor, yeah? Yes, Patrick Troughton is the second. Well done, darling. I have educated you. It's really bad. I know so much about it. I like literally over there. I was like, I actually know all the doctors' names, like all the all the natural real names. I'm so proud. And I was like, why have I know this information? I am so proud. <laughs> well done. Um, that uh, cheers for that, Brendan. And Brendan, if you want to listen to him, he's on a couple of excellent podcasts: Flight Through Eternity and uh, Jody into Terror. Uh, and next bit of feedback is from Penfold. I really, really enjoyed her best season yet. Short and sweet there from Penfell. Thank you very much. Uh, And then we've got our final bit of feedback from... Dallas Jones. I have now seen it twice. 8 out of 10 for my first viewing and now 9 out of 10. Tomorrow is my third viewing. Deep dive where I will look at it step by step and make copious notes. I will see what new questions have come up and which of the questions from episode 1 have been answered. Okay, so if you watched episode one, which it had everything in there, yeah, setting it all up, yeah, had they answered any questions going into episode two? Um, why the Centaurans are somewhat involved? Yeah, and why the Centaurans are involved? Um, what else? Um, well, I don't know. Okay, um, so they basically answered the involvement of the Cybermen, uh, Centaurans. The Centaurans. I don't uh, think. Anything else been answered per se? We got to see more of people and more of the bad guys and more of Vinda, yeah. but not necessarily what's going on with them yet. Right, and so okay, so coming into next week's episode, which is called "Once Upon Time," hmm. uh, what do you think of the trailer? Well, yeah, the, the, I can't actually remember. I just remember Simon being like blasted. I think. Yeah. 
That's a lot of chicken over from the trailer. What else was in the trailer? There's uh, Yaz uh, having some sort of perception filter on her where she changes from one body to another. Then somebody shook her hand. And there's also the weeping angel that appears right at the end. Oh, I literally don't remember this. Oh, that must be absolutely brilliant to try it. No, no, <laughs> I was. I was. People to watch the I trailer. was. I was a bit shattered. I can't lie. I was a bit tired. Yeah, you had been away. You had been. I out. was so dead. Yeah, but no, I, I think the, I like the episode though. I'm looking forward to next episode. Oh yeah, right. What about you, Arjun? I'm looking forward to it as well. It looks like a good episode. It looks like a good episode. Superb. And we've got our final bit of audio feedback, and that's from the Sirens of Audio podcast and that's Duane and Philip so let's just have a listen to what they have to say about the episode hey Duane well it's uh, great to be back so um good to have been asked and as always I have some things to say um, you've always so got things to say Philip. I've always got things to say that's true <laughs> and of course we won't go for too long I could talk for probably hours I could talk as long as the episode was um, about both strengths and areas for improvement um, let me let me start though just with my general comment, which was once again I really enjoyed the episode. Um, mm. I loved watching it. I the cliffhanger came, and I wanted to watch the next episode straight away. So that's a mark of a show that's actually starting to work well, and I haven't felt that way for a couple of years. So I am more engaged, more enjoying the show than I have for a couple of years, and there's lots of really great things happening to it. It, it is looking better than it's ever looked. I think I said that last time. The sets are just amazing. They're like, they're so huge and cavernous. And, well, I can't even t- I, I'm assuming that church cathedral they were in is a set. Um, it may not be, but it, it just looks breathtaking. And I can't imagine they found a location for that, but I might be proved wrong for that. Um, and can I say, too, how much I'm really enjoying Dan as a character? They're giving him a lot to do. He's funny. Um, he's inventive, so there's some really great things happening there. What about you? What did you think? What were some of your strengths? Well, I want to pick up on the cliffhanger. I'm, I'm sort of going right to the end of the episode, but I didn't really enjoy last week's cliffhanger. It was all it was about the end of the whole universe. It was like making everything so big. I was like, oh, is this how they're going to do cliffhangers? But the cliffhanger for this episode was very, very old school. It was just a companion being under threat. It was done really well. And as a fan of the series as a whole, uh, and particularly the classic era, I thought that was that was done exceptionally well. Like yourself, I enjoyed the episode. It was really long and uh, went for just under an hour. And uh, it kept me going all the way through. So uh, yes, yes, there's aspects of this era that I don't like. But if I can get through it without falling asleep, which I which there have been, because we're having to get up early to watch this see, so uh, I could, if I'm falling asleep first thing in the morning, that's not a good sign. I haven't done that so far with this series, so uh, really enjoying it. Love the design of the Sontarans. They're bringing in aspects of classic series, but making it their own as well, so I've really enjoyed that. And um, yeah, overall, it was, uh, it, was, it was enjoyable. I'm still wanting more, Philip. Yep, that's great. Let, let me uh, let me hit with a couple of things in terms of where I'm having issues. And I think I've, I've, well, I've said this to other people in the past. I actually think Chris Chibnall needs a script editor and he needs someone to go over his scripts because part of my issue in terms of what's going on is I'm engaged, I'm watching it. But when you actually have a think about what's going on, the plot holes in this thing are gigantic. Now, mm. I think a number Don't of think too are, hard. <laughs> don't think too well. Yeah, but Just it, let it wash bit, over you and enjoy it. Yeah, because it, it's not even... 
you don't have to think hard as you're watching it. They're, they're obvious. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and I, I've, I've been trying to think something. I've been watching people giving these ratings of 7 and 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. And I've been thinking comparably other shows that will get that sort of rating, you know, the sort of marks that people give. And I, I don't give marks to Doctor Who shows. It's not, it's not my thing. But, you know, lots of my friends do, and I respect them for doing that, and that's fine. But when I look at comparable shows that get 7s and 8s, they just haven't got the huge holes that this show has in terms of plots. So things that stand out, I think other people have commented, the fact that the entire Sontaran army have a seven and a half minute break every 27 hours, I think that's the figures, mm-hmm. is just ridiculous. Like, why on earth would an army all shut down for that long? And when you think about the fact that that means you know, thousands of troops have to leave the field, go back to their ships, go into their ships, plug themselves in, seven and a half minutes and come back out again. I mean, just the logistics of that sort of that sort of thing happening is just nonsense. You'd want to stagger it, And the you? fact that <laughs> you'd want to stagger it, like, it is just ridiculous. Um, how they even got to know that figure accurately is, is a bit strange. I, I mean, I know Mary was monitoring the um, Dan Starkey's on Tyrone in prison, but how was he rejuvenating every 27 hours? Because he couldn't plug himself into anything. So I, I don't understand. He should have been dead after 27 hours because he couldn't rejuvenate himself. So why was he still alive? And why? I mean, so that didn't make sense to me that somehow they got that figure off him. Because I know Mary was watching the Suntarans for a night, but a night's not 27 hours. So how she managed in that night um, to see that no, it was 27 hours, I mean, there's just none of that makes sense. Now, on top of that, not only did you have this 27 hours and all the Suntarans, in seven and a half minutes, somehow the Doctor managed to get all the troops down to the ships, deactivate them all, unplug all the all the nutrition stuff, enough to disable the Sontarans they had to leave. And while that's happening, hundreds of troops must be bringing all that explosive, setting it up, setting up all the gunpowder, running it up all up the hill slowly so there's enough gunpowder to light, for the colonel to light up and blow up all the ships. And they did all that, and the Doctor didn't see it happening. So how stupid is the Doctor? So there's just these... Do I have to with- answer that? <laughs> no, don't answer. Um, I, I mean, I, you know, the doctor shouldn't be stupid, but how could she have missed all that? So it's just, it's just cliche ridden, and you know, I, I can't stand the cliches. The, and can I say, the lieutenant, was it was lieutenant colonel, or whatever his rank was, he was just such a cliche two-dimensional character. Yeah, he was, it, it was stupid, and he was gutless. And just and and and, and the doctor shamed him with her one word of they were leaving, and suddenly he looked all ashamed. He wouldn't look ashamed if he'd just done that. He would have been proud. So I mean, just the, the way that they, the way they portrayed the English army, I thought was unfair. Um, you know, yes, there's a whole so the British army, sorry UK people, um, how they portrayed the British British army. Now I know that the British army did a lot of damage. We live in Australia. We know what the what what happened with people out here in terms of some of the, the criminal acts some of them did but on the whole well, i live um, in tasmania they they wiped out the whole population here so yeah but it wasn't just the army that did that was the people i mean you know the the, the white people came and we you know decimated our entire the entire original population but you can't just blame the army for that and it's, it's just naive to always have this stereotype of army people who on the whole you know and that's today and in the past people you know often often wanted to serve and actually cared. Now, you know, in the past, did colonialism do lots of damage? Of course it did. And, you know, and, and, and you could actually you know, you could discuss the whole Crimean War and the whole ethics of what was going on there, which is, once again, pretty shocking. But in terms of just, you know, having a cliche of a character, I just thought it was unfair for them to do that to that lieutenant. I think, you know, our scripts have got more clever since then. I think it was just a bit too blasé. 
Um, I have some other things to say at all, but that's a sort of time. I think anything you want to say in terms that you picked up on? Well, on in the um, in the effort to keep this short, I just want to mention two things. First of all, we have the opening shot. the The cliffhanger from last week wasn't really resolved, as far as I can see. Uh, we just went in a Lynchian kind of way into some other scene with the Doctor seeing more visions of a house. And I, there's a lot of people talking about this house and the possibility that it could be the mythical lung barrow from the novel that uh, was released in the 90s. Now, lung barrow is a very interesting story. It's a difficult one to get through. It's hard for me to get through, but it talks about the Doctor's origins. So people saying that they could be bringing in the story of Lung Barrow and adapting that for the 13th Doctor. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on whether that will or will not happen, but there were certain aspects of Series 12 that people were rumoured that they were going to bring in, and I thought, no, that couldn't possibly happen. They wouldn't do that to Doctor Who, uh, and it happened. You could also think, oh, people are just, you know, wishing that Lung is going to happen. That's not going to happen, and it could happen. So... I'm just going to wait and see because the house certainly does is reminiscent of Lungborough from that book. What are your thoughts on Lungborough uh, or that theory? <laughs> well, I hope it's not because I have no idea what Lungborough is. I, I, I didn't get into the books. It's decades ago. It, I, I would be disappointed if, if they're just playing up to a small group of fans that listened to the, read the books. And you know, hey, I know lots of you guys out there have loved the books, and I know people got into them did. But in terms of this is supposed to be a show for millions of people and the number of people who read the books and know the books and love the books isn't in the millions so i think it's just going to put people off um i, I guess well maybe that's why they feel they can use it they can appease those fans and also appeal to new fans that don't know that story at all okay it, it just has to be done well i i think as i said i've loved the last two episodes i'm really enjoying them but i do know that the whole thing is going to come down to the conclusion and if that house has a, a crappy conclusion if you know swarm is you know an early version of the doctor or if, if the whole the whole thing can turn bad on a dime and so i know all these people are giving all these really high marks and are really positive about the show and i, I really i've got my fingers crossed that he, he can continue this on but really the whole show is going to rise or fall on that last episode and does the last episode make it worthwhile or does he just do what he's done in the past and do stuff that is just makes no sense and no one cares about. Okay. So, so that's my concern. Let me get to my second point then. We'll leave Lungborough there. My second point is that this is the second uh, Chibnall episode in the last six televised episodes that has included a character that is has already been done by Big Finish. So I know people don't see Big Finish as canon and whatever i'm biased so i do see big finish uh, a little bit more canonized in my own mind but um if people are not going to know that mary seacole has already appeared in a big finish story it was called uh, charge of the night brigade written by david llewellyn featuring the 12th doctor played by jacob dudman but it was only released in about march last year so it's not that old see we've We've had another ca uh, character, Mary Shelley, in uh, the D uh, Villa Diodati story, uh, who also has met the Eighth Doctor. And this has all happened in a very short space of time. So uh, whether Big Finish has no right to come in and say, look, we've done these characters, what do you want to do about it? Whether Chris Chimmel just doesn't care? Um, 
they've they've already been dealt with. I I don't remember the details of the story because it was a chronicle story, so I would have just listened to it quickly once at the at the time of release. So I have heard it, but um, yeah, I don't know about about uh, these uh, characters from history that have already been used uh, by Big Finish, and then and locations too. Crimea War. We've had. Uh, to, well, we've had that story with Mary Seacole set in the Crimea War. We ha also had Angel of Scutari, which was featuring Florence Nightingale, also set in that war, uh, a Big Finish story. So whatever you think of Big Finish, they have a massive catalogue of stories that are pretty much established uh, in, in my mind. So to bring those characters into the TV series and contradict what I've already heard... Um, is is a little bit disconcerting for me. It's probably only something for me and anyone who listens to the audios. TV viewers probably couldn't care less. But it does it does niggle me a little bit, Philip. Yep. I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, the, the reality is that Big Finish is producing, goodness knows, 40 Doctor Who stories, maybe more a year. Yep. And so there's no way the show can compete in terms of, you know, Big Finish is going to use more characters, more people. I am surprised with Mary Seacombe because before Big Finish can do a story, it actually has to send off it to the BBC and ask permission. And if Mary Sick, as I said, she only appeared last year, this must have been, I'm assuming Chris has been planning this for a while. He must have known he was going to, well, he should have known he was going to use that character. And I'm surprised when BBC put in its proposal. And they, they, the BBC would have vetoed it because they've done yes, it before with, uh, yeah, with characters the like Queen Victoria. Yeah. Queen Victoria as well. Yeah, Queen Victoria and the Master. So yeah, yeah. Big Finish have put in their proposals, their you know, not their scripts, but their their plans in terms of the, the outlines. And the BBC have said, "Sorry, you can't use that character. It's coming up." And they've done that with villains, monsters, um, and historical figures. So I, I'm a bit surprised that Mary Sikkim was actually allowed to get through in terms of well, when did Chris actually start writing this? But I, as I say, I think it's a bit like Lungborough. As long as it's explained and has her own identity, I, I like the Mary Sikkim character. I think she had her own identity. And it's interesting that from having had too many companions, suddenly Jodie didn't have enough and they had to create a new character for her because they sent others on the way off. Um, just Actually, from there, I'll just go in terms of... Um, I'm still disappointed in terms of how Yaz is being used. I think she had so much potential in terms of police office and all those things. The fact that she has written on her palm, what would the Doctor do, to me seems bizarre like she's been with the doctor for years now doesn't she know what the doctor would do we we become like the five people we spend the most time with you'd think by now she wouldn't need to look at her palm to think about what would the doctor would do she'd just be in action it just makes her seem a bit i don't know dim um and once again dan gets his exciting storyline dan gets to fight the sontarans dan gets to rewrite all of history and save all of the earth and yes he's repairing some robots i mean yeah just yeah Fair stake of the shit, you know, fair, what is it for? Fair shake, shake of the, the stick. stick. Um, <laughs> Aussie expression there. It, it just seems, I just feel that poor Yaz is just, you know. Well, I'm going to use that now. Fair fair stake of the shit. That's that's, <laughs> that's, that's a new one. I like yeah, that. It almost came out wrong. Be very careful there. <laughs> <laughs> um, just another little bugbear is just the sonic screwdriver. I'm sick to death of it. Like, it's supposed to be a tool for getting you in and out of places. It's not supposed to be a scanner. And what's she reading on the side? There's no scanner. She, you know, there's nothing she can actually read on. Why does she look at the? Why does she look at the Sonic? What's she seeing on there? And it's so useless. You know, twice in the episode she gets out. You know, there's there's English. So I think they were English. Redcoats were they English. Maybe I should be saying British. There's British troops lying on the ground in their redcoats. It's it's you know look around the landscape. The Doctor should be able to walk out of the TARDIS and know where she is. 
just by looking at looking at and deducting. I mean, mm. in the past, you know, the Doctor, you know, you know Chris, Chris um, Eccleston, before Rose left the TARDIS, was saying, it's this, it's this, it's this. You know, the um, Tom Baker's, you know, heard up a finger and, and, and said it's the third moon of etc. So the Doctor always knew where they were just because of all the travel. And the fact that, you know, and, and twice in that episode, you know, Jodie's Doctor does this big swinging with her arm, buzz, 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 looks at a sonic screwdriver where there's nothing to look at and says, oh, nothing. So <laughs> think, well, what's the point? Um, you know, it's, it's just sort of thing, just let it go back to being a sonic screwdriver again. Um, and then the other plot point that just, you know, slightly annoyed me was that the whole Sontaran's chasing Dan. He has, what, 20 on his tail and none of them can shoot him. Well, that's okay. And maybe they just can't shoot. He then turns up an alley and only two bother to follow him. Like, where are the rest of them? Where, where have the other 20 all gone? Why haven't they gone up the alley after him as well? Both of which managed to be hit. You know, why were his parents up the alley? Um, you know, why his parents out on the streets after curfew anyway? I mean, you know, loyal parents and concerned about it. That's lovely, but Really, in a Sontaran invasion, that, that yeah, struck uh, me too. Uh, I'm, I, I must say, I'm trying, I'm trying hard not to think too hard about it. So, because there are lots of things to enjoy about uh, the episode, but yeah, the parents just they, turning up out of nowhere was a bit strange as well. And you have total lockdown in the city, and so what do you do? You get in a car, turn your lights on, and you drive around. Like that's not going to draw any attention in a in a <laughs> lockdown city. So yeah, anyhow, it, it, you have to let those things go. But the positives, I mean, um, Dan in the, in the spaceship once again. Harry got in there to get noticed beforehand. Interesting, but in terms of what he did in the ship, the, this conversation with the Doctor, I laughed as they're saying the same thing exactly at the same time. That was very very funny. Um, I didn't mind the rescue of the dog guys at Kari Vastivan's you know silly science fiction name guy. Um, why do they just call him Poodle or you know Chuckles or something doggy? But never mind. That's what I would I would have given him a you know Kevin, given him a funny doggy name as opposed to a science fiction name. That rescue was good. You know, being ejected from the spaceship looked amazing. Those special effects were just wonderful as the spaceship you know blew up. But once again, good thing that the doggy person turned up. Otherwise, there's no way Dan could have completed his mission to t overturn all of time. Which yeah was a pretty big theme for the doctor to say. Oh, it's your job to stop all the Centaurans. Whoa, thanks, doctor. And you know, it's interesting too that the doctor and Dan have been together what all of five minutes. You know, she she met him. They ran. They got in the TARDIS. The TARDIS got attacked. They end up on a field. He disappeared. They've had five or ten minutes contact, and suddenly she's saying, "Hey, come aboard." Um, but that being said, there might still be more to Dan than we know. And as I said, the the, the crumbs have been put out i'm excited by the house what's going on there all her visions what's going on there the tardis disintegrating what's going on there what's swarm, swarm really up to you know what are they doing i don't know who's the passenger there's a lot of questions that i really am looking forward to finding out the answers i'm just hoping that they're worthwhile that's a few things that's a few thoughts i could keep going but i'll stop there because we want to be short which we're not so is Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> sorry silky he's the one you should apologize to <laughs> Sorry, guys, but yeah, we are excited by this. We really are. You can hear that we're excited by it. Thank you there, Philip and uh, Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne did give me the opportunity to edit this down to uh, a bit more manageable left, but there were so many good points in here. I've decided to leave all of it in. would just like to say thank you very much, guys, for joining me. I'll just hand you back to the guys in the main podcast. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.